and the service was boring. How cutting <laughs> is that? I've got, to, I've got to find it in my heart to forgive her. <laughs> Let's pray as we come to God's Word together, shall we? A loving God, we thank you and praise you for your goodness and for your faithfulness to us. We thank you that you love us as a parent loves a child and even more. Thank you, Lord, that uh, we are never outside of your gaze. There is no place that we can run that you're not there and that you pursue us and love us just for who we are. So this morning, Lord, speak to us, we pray, that we may hear your word and have a fresh revelation from you exactly what you desire for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, we're in, a, in our Advent series, Hope Has Come. And last week we were talking about the fact that everyone as human beings needs hope of some kind or another. And today we're going to be talking about the promise of hope. And, and as we start there, I want you to do a, come with a little imagination trip with me. Imagine you're a child again. I know for some of you that's a little bit of a distance. But imagine going back and being a child again. And it's Christmas. And your parents didn't hide all your Christmas presents up in the cupboard and waited for Christmas Eve while you're finally asleep to sneak out and put them under the tree. They put them all out under the tree weeks and weeks ahead. And you knew they were yours. Like, you're about three, so you don't really know the concept of time. All you really kind of know is the fact that your name is on the present, because that's the only word that you can recognise. So just imagine yourself there, and, and you, whatever one you want to do, your mum or your dad, you see them there and you go, I want my presence. And they say, you have to wait. And you go, I don't want to wait. I want my presents. They go, no, 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 no. Those presents are for Christmas Day. But I don't want to wait to Christmas Day. I want my presents now. No, no, no. You have to wait for Christmas Day. Well, how far away is Christmas Day? It's about three weeks away. Well, how long is three weeks? Well, three weeks is kind of like two church services. Oh, okay, can we go to church every day this week? <laughs> you know, you can picture yourself there, can't you? And you go, no, 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 you have to wait until Christmas Day. Because if you wait until Christmas Day, you'll get the joy that you're meant to get on Christmas morning or Christmas Eve, depending on what heritage you come from, to experience the joy of opening the presents. But I don't want to wait. I don't want to experience that joy. I want it now. It's the fun time of Christmas, isn't it? I'm going to experience my first Christmas as a grandparent. Hopefully I don't have to experience any of that. But 
we have this thing within us, don't we, where, where we want what we want now that is meant to come into the future. And a three-year-old child coming into Christmas is a great time to do it. Now, the child will have a choice. You will have a choice if you're that child. You can either listen to the word of your parent that says, trust me, you're going to get the present. It's just going to take time. Or you can say, I don't trust the word of my parent and I'm going to sneak out of bed and I'm going to pull all the wrapping off of every present I can find. We have a choice. Whether or not we, we listen to our parent figure and trust that they know what they're doing, trust that when they give us a promise that they're going to fulfill it, or we can take things into our own hands. You know where I'm going with this, don't you? If we don't, we don't receive the promises from God with and believe that God has sent them for us, we will never experience the hope that God intends us to experience. If we just dive into the presence and pull them apart, we'll never experience the fulfillment of hope and the, the fulfillment of joy that our parents want for us, for us to wait until the right time. And that's what we see with God in the Bible who, who constantly gives us words of promise and, and words of promise from long ago to help us breed and, and facilitate hope within our lives that God is up to something and God will change things. And, and just one of those promises, and there's... If you've been in church for any period of time, there's a smattering of them everywhere. Uh, we, we're taking from Isaiah 35, 1 to 10. And Isaiah 35, 1 to 10, again like last week, Isaiah is proclaiming uh, in a time where, where, it, uh, where um, uh, Jerusalem is under siege from the, the, from the cousins, the Israelites, and from the the um, the Syrian army and, and they're they're under siege and they don't know what's going to happen and then these words of hope and promise come from God and so Isaiah comes to him and says these the desert and the parched land will be glad the wilderness will rejoice and bloom. Like the Caucasus? It's a flower. I should have researched that. It will burst into bloom. It will rejoice greatly with shouts of joy. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it. The splendor of Carmel and Sharon. They will... Uh, see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. Strength, strengthen the feeble hands, steady the knees that give way. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong. Do not fear, your God will come. 
He will come with vengeance and with divine uh, retribution. He will come to save you. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer and the mute uh, tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sands will become a pool, the thirsty grounds bubbling springs, in the haunts where jackals once lay, grass and reeds and papyrus will grow. And a highway will be there. It will be called the way of holiness. It will be those who walk on that way. The unclean will not journey on it. Wicked fools will not go about on it. No lion will be there. No ravenous beast, they will not be found there, but only the redeemed will walk there. For those the Lord has rescued will return. They'll enter Zion with singing, everlasting joy will crown their heads, gladness and joy will overtake them, and sorrow and sighing will flee away. Here we have, a, have a, a message of hope to Isaiah, to God's people, saying all, all the devastation you see, all the lack of hope you see, I want to bring healing and renewal and flourishing to you as a people. And he starts to describe it, as you just heard, as a place where, where water comes into the deserts, where flowers that don't bloom come into bloom a place of safety where people are strengthened and renewed. And this word that comes to us on Isaiah can mean absolutely nothing if you don't trust the voice of the one who says it. Or it can mean anything to you if you do. You see, it's the voice of God and and you... um, you desiring to know what God's will is makes a promise a promise. If you don't trust the voice, if you don't acknowledge that, that God is for your good and God is working for your flourishing, then you will hear those words and they'll mean nothing to you. But if you're in a dry spot and your hope is in God, and the word of God comes to you, this will bring life. This will bring hope to you. The hope that comes from the promise of God all depends on whether or not we acknowledge the one who is giving the word. The hope comes in knowing that God is for us, that God has uh, given it to us, if we, don't, if we don't acknowledge that it comes from God, it will have no impact on our heart and in our mind. And oftentimes when I am uh, sitting down and uh, talking with people through their issues, I get to a, I get to a point where I realise my words are not meaning a lot in this conversation. Not to say that the person... Isn't, uh, isn't listening or taking them on board. It just means that they're my words and they're not having any impact. 
And I can tell them that they're loved and I can tell them that they're forgiven. I can tell them all sorts of things, but it's not penetrating through. And at that time, I just say, let's stop and let's just pray. And let's ask God to speak. Because I know that a thousand words for me don't even come close to matching one word of God. I can have lots of different conversations. I can have lots of different words coming out of my mouth. I don't even know how that happened. Siri must have done her thing. I can have a thousand words. <laughs> Sorry, that's throwing me. <laughs> One word from God can change your heart and your mind. Just one word. And so I can, I can be preaching up here and until we, we uh, all, all get thirsty and hungry and it not impact you, but one word from our holy God one word of promise to you, one word that speaks to the core of who you are, one, one word that speaks to your situation and brings you hope can change everything. And so that's why I keep on going on time and time again that hearing the voice of God is so important. To know that God is saying something directly to you will have greater meaning to you than me just sharing wisdom and wise quotes from the front. And when it comes to hope in what God has for us, the hope comes in knowing who it comes from. You're not going to find great hope in the words that I speak to you, but you'll find tremendous hope in the words that God speaks to you. And we need hope in God's word and in God's promises because God's promises, nine times out of ten, take time. Don't they? I mean, we're in, a, we're in a situation and maybe you're in a situation now where you're praying hard about a, a, a certain situation and you're, you're wondering if God's going to ever answer it. And, and you can feel the hope diminishing from you And what you need is a word from God to say, I've still got this. And that's what I've been traveling with with my daughter who's been unwell for a couple of years now. As I keep on coming before God, I need God's word to me that can Barry, I'm going to do this. And there are times where I put it aside and say, I'm not sure you've got this, God. I'm really not sure at all. And, and then I listen again and God says, Barry, I've got it. Trust me. And I take that, I've got it, Barry, and I embed it within my soul. And I go, okay, God, I'm going to keep on praying. I'm going to keep on pushing in. I'm going to keep on asking you for what the solution is to this. If there, is there anything, God, that I can do? 
And even if there's not, I'm going to keep on looking for your word of hope in that situation. And maybe you've been praying for a long time. Maybe you've been looking for, uh, for God to step into a situation in your life. And you've been waiting and you're waiting and your faith is starting to go, well, I'm not sure that God has got this. And I want to say to you this morning, the, the hope, the promise of hope is in the word of God. Seek the word of God for your situation because in the word of God will spring forth hope more than you can ever believe. And I know that waiting is hard. And even when you get a promise from God, you see it like a present under the Christmas tree and you're just dying to get it now. God, why are you making me wait? God, why is this suffering still happening? God, why, why, why? I want to open the present now. And what we need to be looking for It's God to speak and say, not yet, it's coming. Not yet, hold on. Not yet, or maybe even, let it go. I've got a friend whose 10-year-old daughter's got brain cancer. She's had brain cancer for years. She's had surgery, and she's gone past the point of any medical intervention. It's gut-wrenching. And... uh, and he and his wife have been praying faithfully for the healing of her daughter, his daughter every single day. And while they've got far more time with her than what they thought they ever would, still breaks their heart, breaks my heart, breaks their church family at Seed's heart. And they're praying and they're looking for a word of hope in it, and it's a struggle, and they don't know if God's going to come through for them. And so they start to look for an eternal promise that death is not the end, and that they'll see their daughter again if God doesn't heal her in this life, that he will heal her in the next. Waiting can be hard, And the only thing that can sustain us in the waiting is the word of hope. And we see that in the stories of old. We see that in the story of Abraham where where God sends an angel to Abram and Sarai and says, you're going to have a son even in your own age. And and, and they hold on to that hope and they get led astray with the hope because they want to open the present before the present is ready to be opened. And God gives him a promise that his descendants will be spread out of the whole world and he, and he never saw it happen. We see the, the people in exile who for 400 years were in slavery and, and they didn't know whether God was still with them and then God turns up using the broken man of Moses to lead them to freedom. And we see it in the people of God Before Jesus is born, for 400 years again, God is silent. No prophet, no voice, 
And you can just imagine that there are some people going that, that either God has abandoned them or God's not real altogether. Sure, we've got the stories at old. Sure, we do the rituals. Sure, we do the, um, the Passover. Sure, we do the sacrifices. But is God really there? He hasn't spoken in four centuries. And you see two old people in the temple who still believe. And when Mary and Joseph brings Jesus to the temple, they break into prayer and song saying, thank you God that you fulfilled the promise and I got to see it. Hope comes in the word of God. So I want to encourage you this morning, whatever your area of hope is, to get the Word of God for your situation. And for some people, that the Word of God comes as they read Scripture and read the, the, the promises that are in Scripture and something jumps out to them and they feel God say to them, that is for you for today. And you can grab hold of that and go, yes, God, I believe that the desert is going to break forth in bloom again. For some of you, it will be the word of God coming and just saying, hold on, I've got you. And it's just going to come and drop into your heart, maybe even this morning. I've, I've seen this in action, not only in my own life, but in the area of the staff as well. Nathan, who's our uh, youth connections worker, we've employed him to go into the local schools, local primary schools, local high schools, build relationships with kids, invite them back to the youth ministry. And he's been at it for two years, and it takes time to build trust with schools and trust with young people. And I've just been so impressed because at, at our staff meetings, and we do this in elders and we do this in my small group, we, we leave time... For God to speak. So when we've prayed everything that we can pray, we say, God, will you speak to us? And we wait. And we see what God has to speak. And here's Nathan who has been toiling and toiling and toiling and has really seen very little return. It would be very easy for a young man like him to give up hope. Just say, you know what? It's just not working. But as God has spoken into the prayer meetings and into his life, God is saying to him, hang on, it's coming. I'm going to do a work. Just be faithful. Keep growing. Keep doing what you need to do. But believe that I am going to open up the floodgates and young people are going to come to the youth ministry of this church. And he's hanging on to that hope. Now, I could say to him, there, there, Nathan, everything's going to be okay. But it would not give one ounce of encouragement more than what God is giving as he's dropping in dreams and hopes into his heart to saying, you know what, Barry? I'm okay. I'm doing great. I just know that God has got this and God is going to make a way. I can't be more prouder of a young man hearing the voice of God and hanging on to that hope 
Because I know that if God speaks that word of hope into our staff and into his life, that God is going to see it through. This is not a hope that comes from just wishing that things are going to get better. This is a hope that is, that is birthed from the heart of God to our heart. And if we take anything from this passage that we read this morning, it is God's heart for his people, a heart that wants to heal his people. So if you've got things going on in your life medically, know that it's God's heart to bring healing, that he wants to strengthen people's lives and people's uh, courage like he has been doing with Nathan. He wants to help people flourish. He wants to bring safety into environments that are unsafe and he wants to bring courage. That's what we read from that passage, that God's heart to bring hope into it. And so with that, I I want you to think about your situation right now where you want the hope of God to come into your life. And I want to encourage you to listen to God, to not just keep on praying, but to pause and ask God to speak. Ask God to speak out of Scripture. Ask God to speak into your soul. Ask God to speak through other people to you. Because it's only in the word that you're going to receive the hope and the promise of hope that you need. So listen. And what the practices we've been doing in our our staff and in our small group is that once we've listened and once we've uh, had what we believe is the voice of God, we say, God, can you affirm within our souls that that is of you and that that is of us? Because I, I, sometimes when I'm praying and asking God to speak, people get more of Barry than they do of God, you know, because I'm just not really that good. And so I've got to ask God, God, can you filter out that which has come from me that means nothing and that that comes from you that means everything? And we just want to affirm that that comes from you. Grow that within our soul. Make that well up within us. Make it birth something beautiful within us. So we listen and then we affirm what is of God and let go what is not. And then most importantly, we wait. Like a little child waiting for Christmas Day. That if God said it, God will do it. That we don't have to force it, we don't have to manipulate it, we don't have to try and bring it to pass in some way. It is jobs, God's job to do it. It's God's job to bring it to pass. So we listen, we affirm, and then we wait. So I want you to think again of the area of hope in your life that you want God to do it. Look for God's voice. Sorry, look for God's voice in your situation and wait on God's action. Because when you know that God speaks, hope will arise within you. So will you hop to your feet for us, please?
And I haven't prayed for healing for people in this service for quite a while, but I want to do that this morning. And I, and I want to uh, encourage you that if you've got an area of hope that you, you need to um, step into that this morning as well. So if you've got a, a part of you that you want healing and, and, it's, and you can appropriately touch it, then I just ask you to put your hand on that area of your life, of, of, your, of your health that you want God to work in. Just place your heart, hand there. It's not going to be anything mystical or magical. I'm just going to ask God to do a work. If you've got a relationship that you want God to bring a word of hope to you, then just stick your hands out in front of you. If you've got a brokenness inside of you that you want God to step into, then just put your hand on your heart. And we're just going to ask God to work and bring a word of hope and, a, and, uh, and some healing. So let's pray together. Holy Spirit, come. Lord God, we just acknowledge that you are Lord of our lives and we enthrone you again as God. And we deliberately take ourselves or other things out of that spot and put you in it. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you come and move amongst us now. For those people, Lord, that have got physical ailments for those who have taken a step of faith Lord and placed their hand on the area that they need Lord then I ask loving God by the power of your spirit you'll come now and do a work within them heal them in Jesus name we pray and for those Lord that their time is not yet for that to happen. Give them a word of hope, Lord. To say, I've got this. Or what you're going to do in that situation. And for Lord, for those that have got areas of their life, whether in relationships or with, with brokenness, Lord, they need a word from you. Lord, speak into their hearts now in Jesus' name. Bring that word of hope. Bring that word of transformation. Bring that word that can sustain them until your work in them is complete. So, loving God, we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Stay standing as we're going to sing.